Welcome to another edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host, here with you as always. And in today's show, I'll be previewing week two for fantasy football in 2021. We got big questions, starter sit, and booms and busts on today's show. All the usual segments here, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, three big questions, three start sits, two boom picks, and two bust picks for this week to get you ready for week two. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. If you're a first-time listener, welcome in. If you're uh, not a first-time listener, if you've been listening to the show for a while, welcome back. It's good to have you today. So yeah, this is going to be a fun show. Lots to talk about, lots of storylines to think about. And I'm going to start this season. I've decided I'm going to start going over the start, sit, and boom, bust picks that I made last week. Just want to see how I did with that. I never really talked about them on the show after I did them. So a lot of times I would kind of completely forget that I even made the picks. So that way we can go over them on the show and I see what I got right uh, and then see what I missed and figure out how to go from there. So that should be a lot of fun. If you want to follow the podcast on Twitter to get updates about the show, when it's releasing, it usually releases Tuesdays and Thursdays. Sometimes we have to release it on other days. So you can find updates at SGF pod on Twitter. Follow me at Calvin underscore SGF. And if you want to follow the YouTube show, second and goal sports talk, go follow it at SG sports talk and subscribe to second goal sports talk on YouTube. Um, the weekly shows are going to move to every Tuesday at 6 PM. Eastern didn't have one this week, but, Next week, I'll be back on Tuesday. So that should be fun. Um, so yeah, we'll get started, I guess. And so yeah, we've got big questions, starter sit, and booms and busts on today's show. So let's get into it. All right, so we're going to start off with big questions and got three here. The first one is kind of a two for one. It's can Corey Davis and Marvin Jones keep up the good performances? Both of them obviously had very, very good weeks this week, especially Corey Davis, who with two touchdowns ended up as the wide receiver five in half PPR. Marvin Jones ended up as the wide receiver 19 in half PPR. He also had a very, very good week one. So both of these guys were guys that I was excited about in the offseason. I'm happy to see them do well. But let's start with Corey Davis because the Jets only scored 14 points in week one, and they did lose, and that was concerning. And now they're facing New England. So Corey Davis is definitely a very iffy start against New England. Uh, for example, in the league that I'm in, right, or in the redraft league that I'm in, I'm starting Jamar Chase over Corey Davis, which is probably pretty obvious. But when pressed to like think about Marvin Jones versus Corey Davis, that's pretty close for me. Because while Zach Wilson sort of did pick up his play in the second half, and uh, it was his first game as a rookie, obviously, quarterback with the Jets. And he did seem to have a connection with Corey Davis. It could still be hard for them to produce against this tough New England defense. There's also that, uh, that Marvin, the fact that Marvin Jones is facing the Denver Broncos, which have a very good secondary. Um, I think throughout the season, these guys can keep up the good performances. Marvin Jones had nine targets. Corey Davis had seven. Uh, both scored a touchdown. Both had a lot of yards, close to, uh, both had over 75 yards. And both of them were guys that I was expecting to do pretty well. Marvin Jones in weeks three, three through five faces Arizona, uh, Cincinnati, and he faces um, Tennessee as well. So that's a pretty nice schedule there. And Corey Davis faces Denver, Tennessee, and Atlanta. So also a pretty good schedule over the next three weeks after that. So both of these guys are, people, are guys that I think are going to produce throughout the season. And depending on the matchup, they can be good flex plays. They're still going to be good. But both of them are guys that I'd be a little wary of starting this week, probably. 
is Jamar Chase already legit? This makes me happy. I think this this question combined with Marvin Jones going back to back and Corey Davis really makes me feel good about my picks so far. Marvin or Jamar Chase after going under intense scrutiny for drops in the preseason, his fantasy value dropped a lot to where I was able to trade for him and Kyle Pitts um, just for and I only sent off Darren Waller. So Jamar Chase is obviously an elite receiver, number five overall pick, and he eclipsed 100 yards in his first career game. Seven targets, five catches, a touchdown. You love to see that. And then this week, he goes to take on Chicago. It's kind of a difficult matchup, but the Bengals have enough receivers to where he's not going to necessarily be shadowed all game. Um, With T. Higgins there, with Tyler Boyd there, Joe Burrow will spread the ball around, but Jamar Chase is the number one receiver. He's the guy that Joe Burrow looked to on his big deep ball. He's the guy who has the connection with Burrow from LSU. Jamar Chase will be the number one receiver in this offense. And I had him ranked as the wide receiver 16, which was 11 spots ahead of his, or was it, or no, it was not 11 spots ahead of his fantasy pros consensus. It was more than that, but he essentially, um, has been really good. And I think he's already proven that he's going to exceed expectations. He was ranked as the wide receiver 31 on fantasy pros. So solid pick there. And I would say, yeah, he's legit. Last question here. Should we be concerned about Mike Evans? Evans had a bad week. Not going to dance around the fact that Mike Evans had a bad week. Uh, Something like three receptions for 26 yards. I'm just looking to see exactly where he finished on the week because I know it was not high, but I'm, struggling to find his name i'll look for it but i believe he had something like three catches for 26 yards and no touchdowns i am not too concerned personally about mike evans in because we saw this last year or we didn't necessarily see this last year but what we saw last year was tom brady spreading the ball around to all of his options sometimes it would be an antonio brown game sometimes it'd be a chris godwin game sometimes it'd be a mike evans game and mike evans had three catches for 24 yards to clarify so he finished as the fantasy football wide receiver 81. So he was terrible. But this doesn't mean Mike Evans is going to be bad. We thought that last year when Mike Evans was rarely getting targets except in the red zone, then he started getting them in the second half of the year. Brady and Evans have a connection. They showed it. And Evans will is the best red zone option on this team. I still believe that. He may no longer be the best wide receiver option for fantasy football on this team. I probably would take Chris Godwin if I had to choose today, but that could just be me overreacting to one week because I had Mike Evans ranked ahead of Chris Godwin before the start of the season. So I don't think we should be concerned about Mike Evans. The touchdowns, there were a lot last year, like 13, they're going to go down, but that doesn't mean we should just completely fade him because he's still going to be good. And he's had seven straight a thousand yard seasons to begin his career. The only wide receiver to ever do that. So yeah, don't be concerned. Buy low if you can. Let's move on to start sit. All right, start or sit. We get to go over the picks from last week. Number one, Corey Davis was a start, and he finished as the wide receiver five, so successful pick there. Marvin Jones versus Houston. I actually had Jones as a sit. I said on that episode that if you need a flex, you should go and get him, but I just want to see it first that he's going to be the wide receiver one in this offense, and he finished as the wide receiver 19. So I can take the L on that one. You probably could have used Marvin Jones if you didn't start him. Any Texans RB versus Jacksonville. I said sit as well. I can also take a slight L on this one because Mark Ingram was the RB 17 due to his 26 carries. I don't know if anyone could have seen coming the Texans scoring 37 points. So yeah, you could have used Mark Ingram for sure if you had started him. So not the greatest to start off, but week one is always so unpredictable that I'm not too mad about those start sit picks. So let's go into this week. 
Uh, number one, we got Javante Williams versus Jacksonville. Williams out-touched Melvin Gordon in week one. And that's why I'm going to say Javante's a start. Javante does not have top 12 upside this week. I don't believe that because Mel, it's, they're still at a point where Melvin, Melvin Gordon and Javante will split carries and split time. But Javante can still be the lead back already in this offense. I mean, he was in terms of carries last week. Melvin Gordon just had a long touchdown run. And now he faces this defense in Jacksonville that, I mean, was not good. It allowed 37 points to the Texans. Mark Ingram and Phillip Lindsay and David Johnson all got at least some production last week. So there's reason to believe that the Broncos run all over this team because Urban Meyer so far is having trouble just getting I don't know. It doesn't seem like this team has a motivation to win. Like, I mean, obviously they want to win, but it just, it's really not worked out for them so far. And Meyer is not looking too good as a head coach, even though it's early, he's already um, not looking too great, but I'll, so I'll start Javante Williams. I think Denver's running backs will do well. And I think Melvin Gordon is a start as well. Kenny Galladay versus the Washington football team. I'll be talking about his quarterback, Daniel Jones, a little bit later, but I'm going to say start Kenny Galladay. He had four receptions and six targets for 64 yards against a tough Denver secondary last week. Now he faces a tough Washington secondary. And with the short week, I don't know if his connection with Daniel Jones is going to get any better, but Jones still showed that he would be able to trust Galladay downfield enough. So I think there's enough touchdown upside here and enough deep ball upside here and enough target upside that you can plug Kenny Galladay into your lineup. I'm not expecting, this isn't the week where you Kenny Galladay truthers, if you're like me, are getting that crazy, crazy breakout week, but I'm still starting him. And you know what week you are getting that week? Next against Atlanta. So if Kenny is disappointing, it might be tough to buy him low because, I mean, he did have a solid week one, but if you can go get him because then he faces Atlanta, then the Saints, which is tough, but then Dallas, which is easy, and then the Rams, which is tough, then Carolina, KC, and Vegas. So not too bad of a schedule. A couple of tough matchups in there for sure, but he will have chances to succeed, especially against Atlanta, against Dallas, against Carolina, um, and others uh, like Vegas. So Galladay's a start this week. Let's talk Mark Ingram, the aforementioned Mark Ingram, versus the Cleveland Browns. I'm sitting Mark Ingram this week. I don't expect the Texans to be able to run the ball. Mark Ingram and Phillip Lindsay got 34 carries last week. That's not happening again against Cleveland. Cleveland's game plan is to get up early and run, run, run the ball. And they will be do- able to do that against this dismal Houston team uh, there. It's not going to be much production for any Texans running back this week. So uh, give me the sit again. I'm going to go for another sit pick in back-to-back weeks against Texans running backs. And we'll see how it goes this time. All right, let's get into booms and busts. All right, first, let's go to booms and busts from last week. First boom, Ryan Fitzpatrick versus the Chargers. Didn't get to see much of him because he got hurt in the second quarter. He didn't really get going in that game, but I don't think we can say definitively what would have happened. I thought he would have done well. He just didn't quite get going yet. Um, and I, But he, the type, will push the ball down the field. But now that he's hurt, can't really do anything about that pick. Devontae Smith versus the Falcons. I mentioned last week, oh, maybe this seems risky because it's his first career game. As a rookie, or it's his first career game, period, and he's a rookie, but it's against Atlanta, and I said he's the wide receiver one in this offense, clearly, and he finished as the wide receiver 20. So a lot of good performances, though. It's surprising that he was only the wide receiver 20 with 16.1 half PPR points. Definitely seemed like a boom game for those who had him. Um, He scored more points than a guy like Keenan Allen, like DK Metcalf, like A.J. Brown. So, yeah, I think you were happy if you started Devontae Smith. So happy about that pick. Uh, for busts, Daryl Henderson against the Bears. This one was 
interesting. He was the RB 15, so he didn't totally bust here. Um, I was not expecting much against that tough bears defense. He was good. He was actually surprisingly good. I don't expect too much from him in the future though. Then Josh Jacobs versus the Ravens. This one didn't really work out. It worked out even less. This was the, uh, he had, he would finish as the RB 11. I was surprised that Josh Jacobs playing through an illness on Monday night football against the tough Ravens defense was able to finish as an RB one. I think I said something about how I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I think I said something about how there's no way he does, but uh, it was interesting. So yeah, Josh Jacobs. I mean, he, if you sent him, you probably were a bit disappointed. So um, yeah, but he, 10 carries for 34 yards. He kind of just, he also, one thing of note, got two touchdowns. So I did also mention last week that he, um, hit, like, I, he would, could have something like an 11 carry for 26 yards and no touchdowns game. He got the touchdowns in his favor. And so, I mean, I'm not like writing that off or anything, obviously, but um, it was a touchdown dependent game for Josh Jacobs for sure. But he still performed anti to my bust pick. Let's talk booms for this week. Jared Cook versus Dallas. Jared Cook. Five receptions on eight targets for 56 yards last week. Now he gets the Cowboys, maybe the worst defense in football and the worst last week against the tight end against Rob Gronkowski. Oh boy, sign me up. I'm starting Jared Cook over Kyle Pitts this week. And that's not because I hate Kyle Pitts. It's just because I love Jared Cook. Calvin Ridley versus Tampa Bay. Let's talk the Kyle Pitts game. Um, Only this time it's going to be Calvin Ridley's game. Tampa Bay didn't really do a good job of shutting down Cowboys pass catchers last week. Um, their, the wide receivers, especially Amari Cooper went off. CD lamb was great as well. This is going to be a Calvin Ridley game. He is going to run all over the secondary, which seemed a little bit weak coming into the season. And while Ridley was a bit quiet last week, this time he is going to be fed by Matt Ryan and they're not going to stop feeding him after the first drive. It's going to keep going. So Calvin Ridley will be a boom this week. Bust Stefan Diggs versus Miami. We saw against Pittsburgh, if Stephon Diggs is constantly in double coverage or constantly being shadowed, he you can take him away from the game plan and that the Bills were a little bit confused against Pittsburgh. So with Xavier Howard on Miami, he's going to be shadowing Diggs the whole game. And Miami, I expect them to go out with a very similar game plan to Pittsburgh and see if that can continue to work against Buffalo. So Stephon Diggs is still obviously worth a start. He's He can be perfectly fine, but he is not going to probably not going to finish as a wide receiver one this week and he's going to bust. Um, I talked, I said, I talk about Daniel Jones later. I actually have Daniel Jones in the bust category against the football team. I think there's still going to be enough targets for Kenny Galladay to be worth a start, but, and obviously I know both teams are on a short week, but coming off of an up and down performance against Denver Jones now has to face this pass rush with his battered offensive line. There's going to be a lot of sacks, presumably. And the secondary for the football team is no slouch either with guys like Cam Curl, Landon Collins, Kendall Fuller, William Jackson. They've got a good secondary. So I don't know if Daniel Jones will be able to do much at all. I would definitely avoid starting him in your fantasy leagues. All right. So that's it. Thank you guys for listening. Follow the podcast on Twitter at SGF pod. I'm at Calvin underscore SGF. You can follow at SG sports talk for the YouTube show. Thanks guys. Um, Appreciate you. Send questions to Twitter if you want. And uh, I will, I'm excited to see you guys next time.